Welcome into the Sound the Horn podcast. I'm here. This is Danny. I've got Ben and Riley here with me today. We're excited to have you join our episode today. And if you haven't already, like we tell you every time, please subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or on Facebook. Hey, did you guys notice we have over 200 likes on the Facebook page now? We are big time, man. Big time, big time. Hey, minutes. Don't don't miss out on our content. That subscribe It's just going to help you see everything that comes out. You can't afford to miss what we got going on here. Yeah, big time. So, big time. So make sure that you check us out on Facebook. Subscribe to our to our podcast. Thank you for all those that are following us on Facebook and for the comments. We appreciate you. All right. So for today's episode, we're going to start off a little bit. We were talking a little bit this week, so the NBA playoffs has, have been going on. I know that a couple of us made a few predictions about what we thought would happen with the playoffs. Um, ben, I'm going to let you talk. Like, How are we doing on our projections? Well, I just want to point out, let's see. So we didn't make a ton of projections, but you know, we did talk about the two seeds last week kind of extensively. And um, we all kind of said the Celtics may have been a little bit more uh, susceptible just because they were playing the Nets. I said, hey, I think, you know, they're going to be susceptible. Nets are better, but, you know, I just still think the Celtics were win. And then there was this brother of mine. Um, we won't do initials or anything because I don't want to call him out. But Danny said that, uh, that the Nets would go ahead and beat the Celtics in the first round of the playoffs. And, and his prediction came so true and was so spot on that the Nets didn't even win a game. Yeah, that's how spot on he was, which means not at all. So uh, obviously the Nets are the greatest team that never was. You know, everybody loved to talk about them. They're great on paper. They got all this talent and they didn't win a game in the playoffs. Good job. Way to go. Yeah, it's and I know uh, Charles Barkley has been taking Kevin Durant to task for not getting out of the first round. It's it's interesting. You put all this team together, and I think it goes back to prove that just because you have superstars, you've got to have some chemistry, and you've got to be able to put a team together. Man, Kyrie is just – he's – I don't know. I, I feel like the, if the Nets want to do anything, they got to get rid of Kyrie. I don't know who would take Kyrie at this point, but that guy is – he's like – he ruins any culture that he joins. He, I don't, yeah, yeah. Ky- Kyrie had a good – situation in Cleveland with LeBron because he actually was playing a pretty decent role job and getting lots of points and being a big part of that team. As soon as he got his big head and was like, I need to go be the head of a franchise and run everything. It was all downhill from there. Like he is not that kind of a player. He doesn't have the mental ability to do that. It takes a lot of mental ability to be the guy day in and day out. He doesn't have that ability. He's too much of a head case and everything he does that was his biggest career mistake in my opinion yeah it was interesting kevin durant's changes uh he trades out steph curry for kyrie irving i think a bad move by kevin durant there but yeah the the nets couldn't put it together ben simmons is still a no-show which is just weird what's happening there and it just, yeah, it did not go down the way that I thought. So the Celtics looked really good. Their defense is incredible. I, they could make a run in the East. Um, I'll say I was wrong. Yeah, but they're gonna have to face a buzzsaw in Milwaukee in the next round. So I don't know if you know. I mean, they still, are, you know, I, I'm not gonna count them out, but you know, Milwaukee's still 
looking really good. Yeah. All I know is our projections, predictions, like we're not very good because we were also talking about Cody Bellinger having to go to AAA and then he was the NL player of the week last week. So I'm, uh, I'm saying, whoa, whoa, I'm whoa, saying whoa, time out. Cody time Bellinger out. listened to our podcast and lit a fire under him, man. He is I listening. said that we had to give him through the end of April. You got to give him a month to find his rhythm. I'm pretty sure I said that. I didn't say he needed to go to AAA. I said, you need to wait it out and let him find it so let's not say we i don't know about what mouse you got in your pocket that you're talking about we because there's some of us on this podcast that know what they're talking about well i was talking riley and i the dodger fans that was definitely me i'm i'm gonna say that i i did say that but i'm I'm sticking with cody bellinger's one of our 15 listeners and he definitely listened to our (laughs) podcast and that lit a fire man that's what happened man if cody bellinger is listening to this like first off Hey, Man, first of all, sad, like Cody, hey, like, hit us second, up, hit us up, Cody. <laughs> second, yeah, I hope it does light a fire under him and gets him going. Uh, Riley, I know you and I are jazz fans, we kind of follow this too. What is up with Utah? I think that Utah is just they don't have all the pieces necessary. There is a lot of the argument of our two best players are not working well together. <sighs> I get their chemistry may not be the best and they don't love each other, but I think their games complement. actually. I think if you have that athletic outside guy that can work and you have the big guy that can work underneath, like it works really well. You don't have to be best friends to play well together, but they need to figure out a way to get some supporting guys that can do a little more for them. And they've got to learn to play defense. Their defense is killing them right now. That last year when they were the best team in the NBA, their defense was solid like they were scoring tons of points but for the last three or four years the jazz have been known for their defense and this year it's not getting the job done yeah i think re-signing mike conley was a huge mistake because donovan mitchell already is he, he doesn't put as much effort on the defensive end when he puts effort in i think he's a decent defender but he's trying to save himself for the offense and two undersized guards on the outside that's not going to get it done i I would have liked to see them go with a like a, a stretch wing player, somebody athletic there. I think that really hurts them. I know Gobert gets a lot of heat on the defensive end, but nobody's stopping the ball. Like everybody can drive through. Brunson's getting to the lane whenever he wants. And so Gobert's having to help. That leaves the corner three wide open. Dallas is exploiting it. It's it's pretty it's frustrating. It's just frustrating. And Quinn Snyder doesn't seem to make any adjustments in the middle of the game. And that's where losing a player like Joe Ingles was a tough one because he was one of those kinds of guys that could, he was a little longer. He could help on some of that stuff and he could, you know, play that. I liked Joe Ingles and losing him was, was a tough loss, but yeah, I I don't care what you guys say about the defense, but if you score 77 points in a basketball game in today's NBA, you can't blame that on the defense, like 77 in today's NBA. Like, come on. Well, game five was just a straight no show, which they, they've got to show up for game six. Uh, but yeah, it, yeah well, it's, it's been frustrating. It's all, or not, it's all or nothing now, and you're doing it in, da- in Dallas, so it's just even harder. I mean, there's got to be some changes in this offseason. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith summed it up pretty well. He's like, I hate Utah. Like, I always keep wanting to believe in this team, and like, they, they just don't follow through and i was like yeah as a utah jazz fan i'm like for life yeah 
Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Meanwhile, other things that happened this last week, you guys saw um, Miguel Cabrera finally got his 3,000th hit. Took a little bit, but a little punch shot the other way, hitting the, you know, going against the shift and got his 3,000th hit. You look at it, Cabrera in this era that he's been playing in, 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, winner of the Triple Crown, has a World Series title. Like, do we, is he one of the most underrated hitters in all of baseball history? He, he didn't limp into that 3,000 hits either. He had eight hits in six games to get there to finish up. Like, and he had a three hit game right before he got to 3,000 to get to 299 or 2,999. I think this guy is a hard out because he's one of those guys that, like, he doesn't hit based on where it's pitched. He hits if it's pitched. Like, he can put the bat on the ball all the time. And he's just hard to get out, and he's a dynamic hitter. I'm, I'm with you. I think he's underrated. I don't think he's talked about enough. I think he's forgot about him sometimes. So, um, first of all, I want to mention how, as much as I hate the Yankees, how funny it was it that Aaron Boone intentionally walks Miguel Cabrera sitting on 2,999, and he says, oh, that's for beating us in the World Series in 2003. Now we're even. Come on, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah i mean he didn't you know totally joking <laughs> in jest but yeah it's still and, funny yeah they're trying to yeah. win a game i get it yeah, right but still no. it's funny it's funny yeah um second of all i i watched 2012 i got to go to fenway park right and live a lifetime dream they played the tigers and i got to see miguel cabrera and prince fielder take batting practice from from the top of the green monster and let me tell you miguel cabrera can hit that was an impressive batting practice if he wanted to hit over the fence he did he did some other stuff he went oppo like the guy can hit i think that as far as right-handed batters go i i don't know if there's much better in the history for you i mean it is what it is yeah, I, I just think he's not a guy that I talk enough about with the greatest hitters of all time. And I think that that is something that we, I, I don't know, he what he has done, there's not very many guys that have been able to hit for power, hit for average the way that he has, has a triple crown, has the MVP, everything that he's done. I think we take him for granted at times. And you know, he's one of those guys that didn't really have a position to start off with. I think that might've hurt him because was he a third baseman? Was he a left fielder? Then he went to first base. Like he's kind of jumped around a little bit, but as far as what he does at the plate, he just rakes and there's no easy way to get him out. Yeah. He's, I mean, you, and you said it 500 home runs, 3000 hits. Like if you're, if you're putting up those kind of stats, you're doing it all. You're not just hitting for power. You're not just hitting for average. Like he can do it all. And I think that's something that's forgotten about in today's game. Like in a, in a day of the long ball is what matters the most. Like he was able to kind of do it both. He'll give you the long ball, but he'll also just give you hits and be a guy that's going to get on base and get RBIs any way he has to. So, Yeah. And that's, I'm a little jealous, Ben. I, I saw him play live in a spring training game, but we got there late. I think I only saw him with one at bat. And so I didn't get to see him in batting practice or any of that. But yeah, he's, and, and I don't think he hit it out of the infield, but that would have been fun to just watch him take batting practice and do his thing. 
It was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. Well, the in other news this week, tomorrow or today, if you guys are listening, depending on when you're listening to this, but this week we have the NFL draft coming up. So, and we thought about doing like our own draft analysis, but when it came down to it, like we just don't know the players well enough. Like, you know, sure. Aiden Hutchinson, he sounds great. We're not going to get into any of that. Mel, Mel Kiper, just, I am not. I'm just, you know, I'm yeah. gonna, nobody's confused yeah. me with Mel Kiper Jr. No, you know, you're, you're not Mel Kiper. Um, <laughs> but it, so we're not scouts. We don't watch any tape. We, we don't do any of that nonsense. So what we're going to do instead, in honor of the NFL draft, we're going to do our own NFL fantasy draft. But what we're going to do is we're going to pick all time. What is like, if we were able to pick our favorite players all time, what would that look like? for our fantasy team. So we're not going to go a full 22 man roster. That's just crazy talk. Plus I don't know enough about interior linemen to be able to decide which center I would pick of all time. You can't choose two of the greatest guards to ever play the game. No, that's all right. So what we're just going to do six guards. now. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to go a QB. We're going to pick two wide receivers two running backs, a tight end, and an all-time defense that we're going to put together, okay? So we did a quick randomization for our draft order, and Ben got lucky and won. So he gets the first pick. We're going to snake this. So Ben's going to have the first pick in the first round. Uh, Riley, you'll get the the last pick of the first round, but the first pick of the third round, uh, second round, and then we'll kind of go that route until we get all seven. So, Ben, with the first pick of our inaugural fantasy all-time NFL draft, who are you taking, like, your top NFL player all-time? I mean, if we're going to take and have an all-time football draft, I don't know that you could start appropriately without taking the GOAT, the greatest of all time, That would be Thomas Brady from the University of Michigan. He breaks every records. Super Bowls on every finger, almost rings. You know, I mean, uh, that's a no-brainer. And that's all I had to say. The greatest living American. Yeah, I figured that's what you were going to do. (laughs) That you were going to go Tom Brady there. You know. I was just thinking this week because they were talking on the Dan Patrick show about Tom Brady because he has his man in the arena episodes that are coming out. They were just watching the the Seahawks Super Bowl. The Marshawn Lynch uh, didn't run it Super Bowl. The right. Malcolm Butler interception. We'll call it Malcolm thinking, Butler, not the Marshawn Lynch. Well, could it should have been Marshawn. It was definitely <laughs> Malcolm Butler. But I was just thinking, like, is Tom Brady the luckiest? luckiest player ever in the nfl like i'm just whoa, 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 whoa time out he lost two super bowls to the new york giants on some of the luckiest plays you will ever see in your life 
David Tyree, who never played basically a down in the NFL ever again, somehow catches the football stuck to his helmet. Not only that, before that, Eli Manning was basically on the ground, sacked. Somehow the guy that has zero escapability in the NFL finds his way to get outside of 10 hands, turns around, chucks the ball up into the air like somebody playing 500 back in the day on the playground and somehow david tyree catches it to his to his head all right come I'm, on i'm just saying that there's two other super bowls that he definitely shouldn't have won if the other team just and then like made little decisions here know, or there. and then not only that in that seattle seahawks super bowl right before that if we want to talk about luck Malcolm Butler tips a pass and I can't even remember the receiver. I think it, I don't remember who it was off the top of my head. Now is laying on his back and look, there's a football lands here right here in my lap for a 40 yard game, which set them up at the goal line. So don't talk to me about no luck crap from Tom Brady. He leads the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history, 25 points in the third quarter and does it time and time and time again. Don't start with that garbage. All right. Now that the bear has been poked, I'm going to take my first <laughs> pick here. You know, I, I had to Ben. like it was there. I had to like get you going. All right. My first pick, I knew you were going quarterback first. And so I'm taking the best non quarterback player in NFL history. And that would be Sir Jerry Rice for my first pick. So yeah, Danny uh, kind of just Danny just took my strategy because that's exactly what I was going to do. I was hoping you guys would both go quarterback, so I am going to jump back quarterback and the guy that was long rivaled against Tom Brady, but never quite met that level. But he's right there. It's got to be Peyton Manning. Um, he's he's got all of that talent, all of that ability, plus the smarts of football to be able to lead a team. And so I got to go with the guy. I knew I knew you guys were going Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. So I was already I'm already thinking about my other quarterback. I was like, I can wait on quarterback because you guys are going to go early with the quarterbacks. There. Yeah, now you can go quarterback yeah. last if you want. I'm not going to pick. Oh, yeah, I, I, can, I can pick quarter. I can pick right. whatever quarterback I want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, snake All right, back. You. Yeah, yeah, so snake him back. Now I'm going to go to the uh, to the running back side. And I'm going to start mine off with Walter Payton. I don't Ooh, know that it gets much better get than Walter. Yeah. So that guy's got to be picked up early. Yeah, I was thinking sweetness there, but I'm going to go running back as well here with Mr. Barry Sanders. And so I'm taking, I still think greatest running back ever, Barry Sanders. If that guy had half of a team with the Detroit Lions, it would have been interesting to see what he did, but yeah, I'm taking Barry. Ben, I think we just blew your draft up. Yeah, yeah. I was I was <laughs> definitely going to get one of those guys with this pick right here. And now all of a sudden, here I am sitting not with Barry Sanders or Walter Payton. So, I mean, I think that I have to go ahead and take – I'm going to go running back, and I'm going to go – what? You just lost all our picks. Control-Z, that thing. There we go. Thank you. Sorry, sorry, listeners. Danny doesn't know what he's doing when he's typing up. Um, I'm going to go with Emmett Smith. We got to put the star on the helmet. Uh, maybe not the most talented running back that we've seen. Not quite as exciting as Barry Sanders or Walton Payton, but he ran low with his pads low and he just went. And then you can't argue with the success that he had in Dallas far more, I think than even Troy Aikman. I think that he's the reason that those nineties Dallas teams were so amazing. 
That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, Ben, you're up again. I think that I need to go with a receiver here. And so I might as well revisit 2007 and the record-breaking season, and we're going to go ahead and throw out Randy Moss. I mean, Brady to Randy again. Let's start it out. The guy's talented, those long legs. There's, I mean, when you have something that is still 15 years, well, 10 years since you retired, and we still call it getting mossed, I mean, come on. The guy's, you know, one of the greatest all time to catch a football. Yeah, Randy Moss is great. If if I had a second receiver, that's what I'd go with. I'm sticking with. I'm trying to get the best player at the position available. I'm granted not quarterback, but best player here. For so I'm going to go tight end on this one and go Tony Gonzalez. Not even the greatest tight end ever, but okay, let's go with that. Yeah, you're because you're going to say Gronkowski. I know that's what you're <laughs> going to say, but you look at it, Tony Gonzalez. Like Tony he Gonzalez holds every did it for record longer. that you have as a tight end. He ever. did it for longer, but he didn't. Yeah, you know, that's okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm jumping to receiver. I'm gonna. I, I know who Ben's gonna pick as his tight end, so I, I'm gonna hold off on tight end. I could ruin his day though, you but. Could. I'm going to go receiver and I'm going to jump straight to um, Megatron. I mean, Calvin Johnson, the guy was huge. He was fast. He was strong and he could catch. There's, there wasn't really any defending him really. Um, And I think that uh, he was just so dynamic with what he did. And then um, I'm going to jump back to to running back and I'm going to go jump back to quarterback. Yeah, I'm not going to quarterback. I'm going to go to L. I'm going to go LT in my running back. Finished out my running backs. Ladanian was so fun to watch. The guy was just crazy good at what he did. And I mean, he was he was quick. He was explosive. He could do it all. Man, okay, going with LT. I'm going to go with a combo back here too. But I think this was the original combo back, and I think the best to ever do it catching and running out of the backfield lt was pretty amazing but he was no marshall falk marshall falk was the dude all right and he did it for both the colts and for the rams i'm going marshall falk. and ben you know this how great was he in like tecmo bowl three right like yeah. he would just like run through everybody when he was with the colts i mean yeah i mean it was like barry sanders on tecmo super bowl two you know i mean yeah, you couldn't you know, stop him. Couldn't stop yeah. it. Yeah. Barry Sanders on Tecmo Super Bowl two. You just hit that spin button and you could run 99 yards all day long because <laughs> nobody could tackle him. Man, you just go like dive up the middle and like one juke, bam, gone. Spin, 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 <laughs> you're gone. Uh, let's see. So you guys are both done with running backs, so I can hold off on running backs for a minute. So I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go with another receiver. Um, no, I'm not. No, you guys have kind of screwed me up here because I really wanted Ladinian Tomlinson too. You guys have really put me in a hole here. Um, you had the first pick. You can't complain. I know, but then I have to wait so long. So I think I'm going to go ahead and let's just put Rob Gronkowski, get him off the board. I want my tight end. Got, you know, People Tom Brady knows. We got Gronk. We got the Gronk spike. We got, you know, the greatest duo ever, passer and catcher, touchdown-wise. So, uh, yeah, let's go with that. 
Joe Montana, Jerry Rice might argue with that, but uh, so are, are you going to pick besides Emmett Smith? Are you going to pick someone who's not just, a Patriot on here? Just all Patriot. Man. <laughs> that's that's well, what he's you know, going with. They, you know, they they won a lot of Super Bowls all he's, at the same time. So you might as well just run with it. Are you go Kevin sticking, Falk at running back? You know, like no, like we're not doing no Kevin. He's Falk just sticking with back. the sticking with the homer. No, we're not. We ain't doing no, no Kevin, Julian Kevin Edelman. Falk. Like what, what? What are we doing here? No, I can't even go with Edel. I love I love <laughs> Jules. I love me some Jules, but we can't go there. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think the receiver. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I was kind of trying to find something a little old school, but. Uh, I think I kind of have to stick a little bit new school and one of the, the classiest guys to ever play the game, the guy that gets up, catches the ball, hands the ball to the what to to the uh, official, and then runs and gets in the huddle and gets going. We're gonna we're talking about out of the University of Pittsburgh, the Arizona Cardinal. We're going with Larry Dang Fitzgerald. You. That's Dang a, that's you. A, that was gonna be that's my a next good pick. pick. That's a really good All pick. Right. Shoot. I can hold off on receiver now because you guys are both done with receiver. I'm not done Dang. with receivers. Oh, you're not done. With, wait, no, you're not done with receiver. Shoot. Anyway, all right. Well, then I'll go receiver real quick. Uh, ben, I was going to go Larry Fitzgerald, but I'm going to go kind of a little bit old school here. Numbers aren't as impressive because it wasn't a passing league back then, but like the first superstar wide receiver really in the NFL, Steve Largent. Ooh. I just thought you were going to say Lynn Swan there for a minute. I didn't know which one you were going to go to. I like it though. All right. The pride so of Seattle. Pride I'm, of Seattle. I'm, I'm going to hit something a little new school here. Okay. And I'm going to go ahead and throw my tight end up there. This guy's kind of changed the dynamic of it. I'm going to go George Kittle. The guy is strong. The guy is fast. He can catch like, the dude can do a lot of stuff and he gets a quarterback that's worth something. He's, he can tear stuff up. Dude, you're going new school and you're not even, and you're going Kittle over Kelsey. I mean, right. we're talking Kelsey's, guys that haven't played more than like four or five years here. And you're going to go with Kittle over Kelsey. I'm just saying the dude is a little underrated sometimes. Like Kelsey's got some stuff around him that helps him out. George Kittle has carried that team on his back along with some running backs. He's carried that passing game. You left Antonio Davis just hanging out there in the wind like he's nothing. George Kittle over Antonio Davis. Get out. Come on. All right. And then I'm going to go defense. You can take like a Jason Witten. Like, you know, yeah. Antonio Gates. You Now I'm going to go in. And not a Davis. That's my fault. Gates. Gates. Woo. I screwed that one up. Kellen Winslow. No, yeah. George, Kellen George, Kittle's, not Kellen George, George Kittle's a guy. All right. And then we're going to go, um, go to defense and I'm going to throw out the 2013 Steelers or Seahawks, not Steelers. Sorry. 2013 Seahawks. I was battling between the 08 Steelers and the 13 Seahawks. I'm going with I was the like, 13. What was so great about yeah. the 13 Sorry. Steelers? <laughs> I, I was battling like between a, the two teams. Is this Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shoffley moment? Is, this, is that what's going on? <laughs> hey, speaking of that, Xander Shoffley won last weekend. I thought you should know hey. that. <laughs> Xander Shoffley got a dub, you know? So 13 Seahawks, that was a special defense. They actually revolutionized, like, tackling. We teach hawk tackling nowadays because of what they started doing. And it's, I mean, it, it changed the NFL in many ways and what they're doing. And so amazing defense. I got to throw them up there. You're not even going to call them what they are. The 2013 Seahawks. What is it? That the, defense. 
It's the Legion, Legion of, of Boom. Boom. The Legion of, of Boom. Boom. Yeah, I got you. All right. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's the, all about the secondary. Richard Sherman. You've got um, Cam Chancellor. Yeah. Cam Chancellor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Come on now. Oh, right. Crabtree's weak. Come bring that in here. <laughs> so I'm going defense as well. I was I was thinking about like a Super Bowl team that basically like the defense won the Super Bowl for them, right? And so I was considering the 2001 Baltimore Ravens, but I'm going with this is why I loved this team. This is why I fell in love with them in high school. The 2003. Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the 2002, 2003, 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers with uh, where you've got John Lynch, you've got Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, like that defense was crazy good. Rondé Barber, like they just had guys all over the field. I'm going with the 2002 Tampa Bay Bucks. That's good. I thought you were going to go with the, I was hoping you'd pick the 2001 Ravens because that's nothing compared to the 2000 Ravens, which is the team that won the Super Bowl. You know, I get the years because they won the Super Bowl in 01. I got what you're saying. But I'm going to go ahead and I thought about, I was thinking between the 2000 Ravens and the 85 Bears on my team. I mean, you got the 85 Bears with Singletary. You got uh, the fridge, William Perry. Duh, Bears. Like Duh, Bears in 85. (laughs) But I think that outside of just going defense, like I gotta still go with those 2000 Ravens. Ed Reed, Ray Lewis. I mean, that team won a Super Bowl with a nobody at quarterback, and it was just the defense, those 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Oh, Trent Dilfer, I hope you're not listening because you're a nobody at <laughs> nobody. nobody. Kind of like the 2002 you just, Bucks. You just said Trent, with Brad, you just Brad, Brad Johnson. Dilfer. Brad Johnson. <laughs> I can tell you right now, you just said Trent Dilfer, and three people that hear this will know who that is. So <laughs> nobody. Yeah, I just think it's interesting that we all went defense, and the '85 Bears isn't there. I know there's some NFL purist that's about to lose their mind that none of us took the '85 Bears, but I thought about saying. it. At least I gave them a little bit. Hey, of I I was seven years away from being born, so <laughs> I was two. All right. Um... <laughs> So I need. I was a couple money. months away from. Well, I no, no. I I had. Been you were born. born yeah, yeah, less than a yeah. year old. Um, I need a running back here, and nobody has gone with this. I think that it would be a travesty if I left him off the board. Um, probably, arguably, if he played in a different time, the greatest to do it. Retired at twenty nine. We got to go with Jim Brown and the Cleveland Brown from, from Cleveland. You know I mean? What are you going to do? You got it. You got it. He might be the greatest of all time. You know I mean? Got to bring him on the board. We got to do it. I mean, yeah, I don't I'm, have a lot of flash at running back with Emmett Smith and Jim Brown on this team, but uh, you know, we're going to run the ball up the middle. We're going to get five yards in a cloud of dust and we're going to run hard. And then we're going to throw it over the top to Randy Moss and Gronk and Fitzgerald. So it's going to be a great team. Yeah, I th- that's a good pick. You've got a little bit of power there. See, I'm going all like I'm set up for the spread offense of the NFL today with what I've got going on here. And so I- I've got to pick a quarterback at this point. I would love to pick Steve Young. Like that's my guy. That's my guy. But if I'm thinking best quarterback ever, like he's he's not up there. I thought about John Elway just because like pure natural talent. Got a couple Super Bowls. Like, I think John Elway was great. But if I'm having to pick, 
the one quarterback that you guys haven't picked yet. Come on. It's Joe Montana at this point. Like, how do you not go Joe Montana here? I know you, Riley, you went with Peyton Manning, but like, really, really over Joe Montana. Like Joe, Joe was my number two. Cool Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Montana. Yeah. Got to go with Joe Montana as my quarterback here. And look at that. He's going to have weapons all over the place. Like these guys are all going to be open. Yeah. Joe Montana. Uh, He was, he was battling with my first pick, but I mean, ultimately it came down to, I never once watched Joe Montana play because I'm too young. And so I've, (laughs) I mean, I've seen highlights and I know Joe Montana, but I watched Peyton Manning play for many years i forgot how up, young so. i forget how yeah. young you are i'm, like, I'm a youngin so <laughs> i never, never actually, watched joe montana play. i never That's actually crazy. watched joe play so i mean i i was really little so um so and then my last so i've got one more wide receiver to go and i'm gonna jump it with the guy that matches up with peyton manning sir marvin harris and that guy, he he did a lot for Peyton Manning. He was a lot of the reason why Peyton Manning was so good for so long. You got to throw that guy out there. Who's Marvin Harris? It's Marvin Harris. Sin. Sin. Marvin Harris. If you're going to draft him, you got to get his name right. I mean, you can pick Marvin Harris, but it sounds like some guy that sells insurance in Des Moines. You, you know but, what I uh, meant. You know, I mean, that's if you want to do that, that's cool. But uh, I you know what I meant. Pick Marvin Harrison, though, he's a little bit better than Marvin. Yeah, a little, Harris. little better than whoever Marvin Harris is. State Farm agent. That, that does sound like a guy who's selling door to door car alarms or something. Oh, all right. So, you know. Any surprising omissions from from the list as you're looking at this, like names that you thought might be might be on here? We talked about the 85 Bears, but like any other names come come into your mind that you're like, man, I can't believe like he didn't get picked. Terrell Owens a little bit, like I think he's kind of up there, but I, I don't so know. Marvin Harrison was more like better possession receiver. Bo Jackson, yeah, I know Maybe it's crazy Bo. to think, but Bo like. The other one I was, um, you know, I mean, you know, the the quarterback that I was thinking about, just like straight pure talent wise, Dan Marino. You know, like I was like, man, that that would have been that was one that like if he was on a different team, like could you know just how things would have been differently for Dan Marino. You know, what about OJ? That's I see, and I fiddled with OJ. He's talent wise. You talk about running backs with talent. Like it's hard to match what he had. No, I know he dominated. I mean, it, you know, I think that, you know, that that's a I, big, he was, I don't know if it's an omission, but he's got to be considered right there. And then the other one is, um, and now my brain's not working. Kansas city, Oakland, uh, running back brain. I'll figure it out in a minute. Come back to me. The, the other running back that you you could even throw in that conversation was Adrian Peterson. I mean, he's done a lot. He's shown he can run. He can do a lot. I mean, that was, that was one that I thought about as well. Yeah, I think there's just so many good players out there. There is definitely more of like a 90s to 2000s feel, which fits with who we are. I also think like the – the athletes are better at that point. The only like real Marcus Allen. 
Got it. Marcus, I knew I'd Marcus come back. Sorry. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Our only real player from the 70s is Steve Largent here. Everybody else is pretty contemporary. So if Riley going with George Kittle, that one's still like, is like shocking. It, it rubs me a little Dynamic. bit. Dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other one I was thinking, and, and we didn't really get there, and I don't know that he's in the top three because you got to remember, we're only doing, as far as, you know, quarterbacks and defenses and tight ends, we're only doing three. Right. So I don't know if he's top three, but you, somebody you have to kind of think about is Terry Bradshaw. What he did with that, with the Steelers, like he was the first like dynamic dynasty, greatest quarterback of all time. As far as Super Bowl era, you know, you can go back to your Bart stars and some of that, but, and Johnny, you and, and different things, but you know, Terry Bradshaw was the guy in the seventies. Yeah. I'm, Different era quarterbacks had to do a lot less. It was a lot more of a running back game. I think he won a Super Bowl with like ten pass attempts or something. But right. yeah, like right. definitely, yeah, Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, that he knew how to win. Right. Well, that was fun. It was fun to just talk about it. I think as we get to the baseball draft, we might be able to do something like this. We get to the NBA draft. We can do something similar. This is kind of fun. These are, this is the fan conversation, right? Like these are all the conversations that you have as a fan when you're just sitting around, you're like, all right, who's the greatest of all time here. So it's kind of fun to like put this out there and have these conversations. And feel free to, we love, you know, as much as we think that we're super smart and the most genius people out there, we enjoy get online, send us an email, Drop us some comments on Facebook. I'll jump in and argue with you on Facebook if you want. Tell us who we forgot. Tell us who you think we should add. Make a case for your guy, whoever that may be. Tell everybody why Riley's stupid and picking George Kittle. Like, make sure that you get on there and come let us at know that, who one. that is. That one on really, it. yeah. Like, come, come at on. me. What kind of moron? These dang Gen Zers. Gen yeah. Z. I'm not even Gen Z. Get out of here, You're dude. Close. I'm in the same. I'm in the same generation as you. Oh, get out of here. We're both millennials. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we could make fun of him for being a millennial, but that that's us too. That's so amazing. anyway, just to close us out here, that, that was fun. One thing I was thinking about for next week, I know Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is coming out next week as a movie. And I was wondering, thinking about that, if there were alternate universes in the sports world, like what, like what would be like the biggest what ifs? In sports like what if this was differently in an alternate universe just something to think about maybe we'll have a conversation about that next week throwing that out there like your biggest what if moments like what if drew bledsoe never got injured what if bo jackson just played football you know like different things to think about that could be interesting so be thinking about that we might come back to that next week but just closing us out what are you watching this weekend? There's a lot going on. So you've got the NFL draft, NBA playoffs, major league baseball, the USFL that nobody's watching. Like what's, what's on your to watch list. Hey, there was, and I watched a little bit of a USFL game this weekend and there was at least 76 people in the stands. I think maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Push. I, I know that I've been to Pop Warner games that had higher attendance hey, than that USFL game. They were doing they um, were doing a dress up night. It was dress as your favorite empty seat. <laughs> you didn't you didn't get the memo? My bad. Um, you know, I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on the NFL draft, just kind of a, a left eye, side eye out the side of my eye. I'm definitely gonna watch the Red Sox, even though they're you know a little bit of a up and down at the moment. And I'll definitely keep an eye on some of the NBA playoffs. Um, I'm excited to see what the next round brings. I think that 
you know, the first round was kind of, eh, it wasn't all super exciting, but let's, there's a couple of good series coming down to it, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it a little bit off the side. Yeah. I'm, I'm not much of a draft watcher. I'll like keep up on it on my phone a little bit for the first couple of rounds, but I do not, especially this year, I'm not invested enough to sit down and watch the draft. So I'll definitely be watching some NBA playoff games. Um, I'll be watching the jazz probably lose their way out of the playoffs this week and definitely be watching the best team in baseball, the boys in blue in LA, the Dodgers. So that's, that's always a high priority. Yeah. I'll watch a little bit of the draft. It's again, I'm telling you, one of these teams is going to be stupid and desperate and like reach for a quarterback. Like there's going to be some interesting trades. Also curious to see, you know, does, some of these quarterbacks, like, like does Baker Mayfield get traded? I, I think like there could be some trades on draft day. We'll kind of see what happens there. But I think uh, you overall, know, you know, my favorite thing in the NFL draft is is when it, um, Roger Goodell announces some player, and you get all these fans that are cheering or booing, like they're super genius. Like some play was made, like you know, yeah, <laughs> like really, like he's a line, but a offensive lineman, like really, that's who you guys were hoping for. It like, was- new right guard yes <laughs> anyway the team sorry, is now complete super <laughs> exciting stuff yep well thanks for the conversation today thank you everybody for listening again comment on the facebook page check us out iHeartRadio, spotify apple Podcasts, facebook however you want to get us and share with your friends let it let them know if you Word think we're funny is the best get it out there yep Thanks for listening. We hope you all have a great day, great week, and hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know if you don't like it or don't, you know, just tell us we're awesome. All right. We'll catch you all later. Yeah. We out.